Welcome to NPI Tech Guys, your go-to radio show for cutting-edge managed IT services. Are you tired of unresponsive, slow service from your current IT provider? Discover a world where network security, data protection, and expert support come together seamlessly. Stay tuned to learn how to transform your IT experience and never worry about downtime again. Call us at 866-986-NEWS. And let's make IT great together. Happy to have you along, my fellow tech enthusiasts. I am Sam Bushman. This is Tech Watch. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. I've got with me Chris Adams from Network Providers. Welcome, Chris. Hey, Sam. Welcome. Appreciate Welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. I've also got Jay Harrison with me as well. Hi, Jay. Hi, guys. How's it going? I'm doing fantastic. We're also going to be talking about several different security issues today. We're going to be providing solutions, of course, to those issues. Um, And uh, we've got a website that I want you to kind of keep an eye on, npitechguys.com. That is the site that will let you uh, listen to the podcast, share them with your friends, and more. There's another site, networkprovidersinc.com for network providers, the local affiliate in Utah. And on those sites will be an RSS feed that you can watch, keep an eye on, et cetera, with news articles, news stories, all talking about everything related to tech. Like I say, we keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. And so those newsletters and those uh, tech tips, cyber tips, et cetera, will be available with guidelines and details. So if you hear us on the on the radio, on the podcast, and you go, you know what, I, man, I want to do that for my company, or I want to check that out on my own, you can go to the newsletter on the websites or go to the uh, articles and you can do the step-by-steps or any details or get reminders or share them with others. Anything you want to do is available via the websites. The first cybersecurity tip, why you want to cover up your webcam. This is a critical one that most people probably don't even think about. In the olden days, when you had added a camera to your computer, it was obvious. But nowadays, every computer, at least laptop-wise, pretty much has a webcam in it, and people don't even realize it chris yeah ab- absolutely there's webcams now built into your phone to your laptop the tablets they're they're everywhere so we, we kind of get webcam blindness so we really need to uh you know make sure we monitor this uh the this access into our home and we'll talk about that a little bit more uh th- through the camera it, it, they're everywhere amen to that and sometimes it's even it, really you got to think about situational awareness when you're around tech there's cameras everywhere jay yeah, yes, there is. Right. I mean, even Zuckerberg covers his camera, right? You see uh, pictures of that. Um, it, I see a lot of new laptops, uh, especially Dells that are coming with the camera shutters built in, hardware camera shutters. And I think this is a smart thing. I like to see this on cell phones, too. I, you know, maybe people think that's too cumbersome. I think it's a good idea. Chris, yeah, what, let's what talk biggest... about the, the details of this, though. How does this, this work? People are just going, man, it's invasive. It's everywhere. I'm not even situationally aware. I mean, I just wake up in my day and live my life, and I don't even realize it's there. That's kind of the core problem, right? Yeah, yeah, it is, because I, we, we did a lot of the Alexa devices, and on those first Alexa show devices, it did not have a camera cover on it. And I, I remember several times thinking, like, you know, wow, there are situations, like, if somebody tapped into this, I don't think I'd want them to see what they could be seeing right now. 
and I hate to be weird about this, but even audio in your bedroom, I mean, it gets weird. And Alexa's just listening. <laughs> it's just like, what the heck? We have, we have not realized the boundaries. In other words, situational awareness uh, and government, you know, documentation or, or laws. And nothing's kind of kept up with the, the environment that we live in. That's what I mean by the situational awareness discussion. Well, there's unauthorized access. Look, malware can now get in, infect your device, allowing cyber skin criminals to remotely access your webcam without your knowledge. This is a big deal. It is. People, without your knowledge, also without your approval, Jay. Yeah, and people um, with the right software on a webcam can turn on that webcam, and even the, the pilot light that you think lets you know when the webcam's on can be disabled and circumvented. It's a scary it's, situation. The problem is, too, is it just hackers that are doing this or the very companies that you, I don't know what you want to say. For example, Alexa, you know what, in their device, are you giving them permission by using their device? No, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> um, or say your, your iPhone. You know what, are you giving Apple permission by the very nature that you're using their device? Is it somewhere in a EULA that you've agreed to? I mean, this is all at the forefront, Chris. It is, and that, and that it creates a lot of uh, issues. One big one is blackmail. Look, if an attacker gains access to your webcam, they could be recording compromising footage, they attempt to blackmail with you with it. I mean, they now have control over you, you know, in a blackmail situation. What do we do in this situation then? Being situationally aware, I think, is really important. Understanding it, hearing about it, going, yeah, good point. Uh, making yourself knowledgeable and aware is one. But what else can we do, though? Some people feel powerless, too, Chris. Well, if, I think the biggest thing and, and the cheapest thing is those little the, the flaps that go over the, the webcam. I always have mine turned off. You can even buy a little sticker that has a little flap that you can just put right over your webcam if it doesn't have one built in. And because w when you do that, you've got defense in depth. I mean, you use multiple layers of defense. So you've got here a physical defense uh, stopping that uh, actual access. Let's say they do have compromise of your computer, your laptop, your phone, but they cannot get through a physical defense. The only, only problem with those is, and they are good, and I totally recommend them. I'm with you, Chris, on that, is then with the microphones. You don't have a lot of control over that. Some laptop manufacturers have included a hardware switch for microphones as well, which I think is a great idea, but it probably causes them as many uh, troubleshooting questions to their support as it prevents, and what is why a lot of people just shy away from it, manufacturers, I mean. Um, but the microphones, you don't have any control over, and you don't know whether that thing's on or not. There's not even a pilot light most of the time on that. Yeah, that, that, that's true. Well, I can uh, trump you all in this case. I don't know how many people know I'm a totally blind person. I'm in an IT profession. I've been here for a long time, several decades. What I do is I tell my computer not to do anything when I close the lid. And believe it or not, I just run my computer because I don't need a screen with the lid closed. And therefore, my camera and my mic are just shut down by the very nature. How do I know? Because <laughs> when somebody tries to log into my computer that's even a friend for any reason, they say, you know what, Sam, you got to put up your computer lid or we can't even log into your computer. And I say, that's exactly what I want. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it's kind of an interesting twist to the problem. But it does make the point that, you know what, it's very difficult to deal with for people. And I, I think there's not an absolute 100% bulletproof solution, but education is key, Chris. Absolutely. And they, you know what? This is, has other issues with it, too. Let's say if a cyber criminal uh, can see your video, okay? 
they can see the information around you. Okay, they can see maybe, you know, birthdays, you know, calendars on the wall, things that then they can customize a phishing attack targeted straight to you because of what they see, or in this case, also what they hear. Yes, social engineering. Correct. There you have it. It's complicated, folks. The most egregious is a hack. That's the most abusive and offensive because people feel like they've been violated. Um, and that's something that you've got to guard against. And getting the right software on your computer to prevent those things, uh, situational awareness to prevent those things are all good. On to the most simple, like, hey, you know what? Alexa has to listen for that word. I know you do. Stop. Hmm. I don't know that, she says. Good. Obviously, Sam has an uh, but, Alexa in studio. <laughs> yes, I do. But I bring this up, though, because, look, it's supposed to listen. Otherwise, it doesn't know how to, you know. But the question is, when it listens, is it recording? You don't know. Uh, and you would say, well, Sam, they don't have permission. And maybe. What about Google? They drove by your house and took a picture. I look on Google Maps, and I see a tent in my front yard that I put up like a year ago. It was up for like a day. We were drying out the tent after camping. And so Google thinks there's a tent in my front yard, even though it's still not true there goes your they house never values. asked for permission they never asked for permission to take that picture or use that picture or publish that picture or make it worldwide or anything else and so a lot of this is beyond our control but the point that we want to make today is that you do have a, a, a stake in the outcome and it behooves us all to get educated and to do what we can to minimize any liability that may come from this i think that's really kind of the takeaway here um chris Absolutely. And then, look, this, this even runs into the business field, too. You've got commercial espionage. So when they can see through the camera, they can see potentially intellectual property, trade secrets that you might have around your desk, your cubicle, your office. And that, I mean, that's valuable because that's inside your office where you, you know, keep some of your most important intellectual property is now accessed right through that camera. All right, if you want to learn more about it, ladies and gentlemen, you can go to the um, website, networkprovidersinc.com. You can go ahead and sign up, uh, and you'll be able to get on the newsletter list. And then when you know they fire out things from Jay and Chris and other people on the team, you can have more details on these. Any final thoughts on this, Jay? No, I, I agree with you guys. Just uh, be vigilant, uh, defend in depth, and keep your layers up, and do everything that you can, and be aware and you know, stay tuned, and we'll try to keep you aware as well. All right, Chris. Any final notes on this one? Yeah, I appreciate it. This really is getting. It's going to get worse. Uh, and just being aware of what is around you, uh, being aware of what's recording you, and that's one of the very first things. Just that knowledge and training, not just yourself, but say your your family or your coworkers that they are aware as well. And especially remember this in your family when it comes to children too. You know what? Children are very vulnerable. Children, sadly, in our society are targets as well. So you want to make sure that you don't give any uh, unintentional information out about children uh, in any way as well. Secu security cyber tip number two. Never use the same password twice. This is a huge one. You know, you hear all over the place that people make test one, two, three, or some weird, goofy thing, their password. And, hey, if you use 20 different words, you can get 90% of people's passwords. It's, it's insane. Uh, not only do you need to not use the same password twice, but you need to use some kind of password uh, security software um, so that you can store passwords, so that passwords are auto-generated, long, unique enough um, I mean, there's a lot to this, but you know what? Don't use the same password twice. It's critical for a ton of reasons, Chris. 
Well, biggest one being the very the single point of failure. Look, if one account is compromised and you use the same password, you, all the accounts are compromised now. Yes, indeed. A lot of people use a similar password, too, and have variations on it. I think to some degree that's fine, depending on how detailed your variations are. But even that can be problematic. A single point of failure, uh, a simplicity scenario where people can guess. The reason for long um, randomly generated passwords is because they infinitely become harder uh, to hack or to deal with, Jay. And it doesn't take much if you use the right tools. It's, it's actually even easier uh, than trying to remember whatever passwords you put in by hand. It's actually better, easier, um, more simple, but a gazillion times more secure, Jay. That's true. The best password you have is one you don't know, right? You have it in your password manager, and you, they couldn't beat it out of you with a rubber hose. But coming back to that single point of failure, though, some people will bring up the idea of when you have a password manager, whatever that is, Bitwarden, LastPass, whatever you're using, um, does that give you a single point of failure? Because what if the bad guys compromise your master password, Sam? It's a fair point, and that's why usually there's two-factor authentication or multi-factor authentication that goes with a lot of those password managers to make sure that that's not a point of vulnerability. Uh, but it is an issue, and my, I guess my response to that would be, yeah, but it's one password I can change often. So now if I have it but I change it often, even if it does get compromised, as long as I change it relatively often, uh, I minimize that as well. And again, this is kind of a situation where you're trying to fly under the radar, uh, and you're trying to basically put yourself in a position where we reduce the odds of vulnerability. So we, uh, 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 you know, assess the risk, and we do, then we do our very best to mitigate that risk, Chris. Yeah, because if, if you use different passwords, you have a limited damage control. So if they get into one layer, they cannot get to the second layer or the second piece of information if you're using different passwords. I know it can be really complicated, complex, remembering, but this really is a big deal as not keeping the same password. And that two-factor authentication is probably one of our best defenses uh, to, to mitigate this as well. Let's yeah, and two-factor starting to become kind of multi-factor authentication too. And instead of just two, there's multiple ways to do a lot of these things. And sometimes it's email, sometimes it's text, sometimes it's a code somewhere, sometimes it's one of these auto-generating uh, softwares that Google have and others have that generate uh, a number that you can use. There's a lot of ways to do it. I think we need to make strides in this though, because it's, it's complicated, right? It's like to go into my house. If I have 56 doors, it's really hard to get into my house, but man, it's such a pain. I decide never to use them. I leave all the doors open, but one now those 55 doors don't help me. Um, we need to start to find ways to improve this and make it simpler or more simple to use, uh, but yet uh, uh, effective. And I think um, some of these key fobs that you can put up in front of your screen or put up in front of a key reader or anything else, some of those things can help because they're, they're hardware-based. Um, yes, it's a single point of failure if you lose it, but at the same time, it's um, harder to duplicate or replicate or, or mimic or hack or you know kind of thing, Jay. It's a tough balance we're trying to achieve here, right? It is, and I, I think that you've got to... Um, again, take a, a strategy where you're you're not being the low-hanging fruit. And a lot of people are, that are just using the same password, the same credentials for dozens of different sites, they're the easy ones for these script kitties. Once, once one place gets hacked, you know, say Dropbox has a breach, and then all of their stuff's getting hacked because people are running it through these scripts. If you just have different passwords for everything, that's one way to do it. Even if you're just using your own little algorithm in your head, 
Um, you've just got to change things up. I recommend using a password manager with a secure, long, strong password, and even really the one that you don't change very often because if, you, if it's long and strong and secure and you don't use it anywhere else, you don't need to change it all the time because then you run the risk of forgetting it if you're changing it all the time. Or making a typo and getting locked out or et cetera, et cetera, Chris. Absolutely. And one thing we all need to realize is if a hacker realizes that you reuse passwords, that password becomes more valuable to them since that set of credentials can provide access to multiple assets. So they're looking for those. That's a, oh, I got the golden password. That is worth a lot of a uh, lot more valuable to them. Yeah. It is. It's also important to understand, ladies and gentlemen, I agree with this. You know what? You want to make sure you're not the low-hanging fruit scenario. Flying under the radar is another way to describe it. If you have different passwords for everything uh, and you have, say, a master password that's a long you know, password, uh, and if, if, even if you do find a way to change it relatively often, you, become, you start to create the odds, the odds, the odds, and they narrow, 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 narrow to where it becomes so unlikely uh, that you're going to have a breach. And even if you do, it's like, okay, the breach happened, but my password's been changed. I hear the breach happened two weeks ago, but it was changed eight days ago. Uh, then, So it, it's a matter of just learning these practices, sticking to them, sharing your passwords with nobody, writing them down nowhere except for in your password manager that's usually secure. A lot of times there's zero trust by nature and so you don't even know the passwords neither does the company that hashes them for you nobody knows them so if you lose them um, you got to reset them or they're gone and so there's ways to go about this that really reduces risk and that's what this education is all about chris absolutely and one thing we want to be really aware of is the ripple effect that making sure every one of your passwords is nice and long and secure but let's say if your email password your bank password is very very secure long everything but your email password is not let's say they compromise the email they can have the bank send a password reset to your email now they have access to That's it doesn't point. matter how your good your bank password was Ladies and gentlemen, it's kind of a whack-a-mole scenario. I mean, it's tough. It's a get cat and mouse game where everybody's trying to get ahead of it. We cannot give you 100% solutions. Nobody can. To pretend so is to be dishonest. The truth is that you can learn to mitigate and reduce risk big time with education and best practice. And that's what we're educating towards uh, on your radio. This is TechWatch. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. Here's what you do. You get a good, solid password manager. Bitwarden, Keeper Security, uh, some of those. Do you use a password manager, Chris? I, I do, and I make sure that first password is really tight. And what, which password manager do you use? I use LastPass right now. All right, I use Keeper. Jay uses Bitwarden. So we're not telling you that one's perfect or better than the others. There's reasons for you to use different ones. But look, get a good solid pass manager. Go through and make sure that your passwords are never used more than once. Make sure that those passwords are long, the more random. In other words, let the password, password manager generate the passwords so you don't even know them. And then there's usually tools on the back end of some of these uh, password manager uh, applications that can run on the dark web and see if you've, if you've been hacked. Uh, they can also look at your passwords and tell you, look, these passwords aren't strong enough. Uh, they can give you a lot of intel that can help you up your game as well. And the goal really is to minimize, minimize, minimize the vulnerabilities to where, you know what? Well, they're going to use LastPass and pass you up and go to somebody else. You'll be last on the one to get hacked list if it's easy to do. Now, you can't prevent other people from getting hacked, so your password may fall into the wrong hands, but let it be one password because it's the only one used in whatever got hacked. 
don't let it be uh, across all your stuff. Uh, and if your major password gets hacked, let it be something that's long or changeable to where you can fix it easily. Even if my main password got hacked, if I quickly change it, it only goes as far as they were able to use that in the meantime. I've minimized everything else. And the different passwords means that most things are still safe. That's really kind of the takeaway that we want to educate here on. Final thoughts, Chris? Uh Make this a priority. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, we're all busy, but this is one of those where, you know, you know it, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter until it does. And, it, and it, it's out there. We're seeing so much more um, activity in the, in the cyber hacking field that it's, it's a matter of time till they, they, they get to you and test you to see if you're low-hanging fruit. Final thought, Jay? Yeah, going back to what you said about if your master password got hacked, um, you know, if you have a specific credential on some other site, it gets hacked, you can change your password. That's easy. If your master password, master password ever got out, um, I think not only do you need to change that, you probably, as hard as it is and, and the pain that it is, go through and change all of your credentials that fall underneath that master password. Because somebody who even just has it for a moment uh, can download and export of all of your data and all of your passwords everywhere. So if that ever got hacked, I would change all of your passwords that are in that set. I agree completely, ladies and gentlemen. Again, it's not a perfect science, but it is education, and there are solutions, and we, by our knowledge and our efforts, can make a tremendous difference. By the way, the biggest threat to security is humans. I'm not trying to attack people with that statement. I'm just trying to say we are the weakest link uh, oftentimes, and so the key is to have knowledge and apply that knowledge in meaningful ways. That's real wisdom. All right, we're wrapping it up, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening. Hopefully it's been educational. NetworkProvidersInc.com if you want to sign up for the newsletter. And if you want greater tips, keep listening to Tech Watch Radio.